hello and welcome to the Alignment Unlocked podcast with your host, Rose Amber. This is the podcast to get real about how to get your life and business into alignment. After learning about how all the things that made me seem different in life and in my career were actually my superpowers in my business and how my body and health were telling me how out of alignment I was living, I found true alignment in my life and my business, which came with so much peace freedom and passion but best of all it gave me the time and the financial freedom I had been searching for. I'm on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create alignment in their lives and ease and flow in their businesses to have total time and financial freedom. I am here to inspire and guide you with all things strategy, mindset, online business, self-discovery and life. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, how's everybody doing? I'm going to wait just a couple of moments uh, so Rose Amber can join us on this live. We're going to be having a conversation about the coaching industry. We have a lot of ideas of what we want to talk about. Um, we ended up having a Zoom call just, you know, like last week, brainstorming of what we were going to talk about. And in that Zoom call, all sorts of things just came up. So I'm excited. I'm excited to do this live. And here we are for your request. Wait. There. Okay. Oh, I'm too. <laughs> I need to lower myself a little bit. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Good, really good. Sorry about the mishaps on the uh, time. Thing is, <laughs> we still do the clocks change. And because now everything is so digital, it automatically does it like on my phone. So sometimes I forget, like, I'm like, oh, this happened. I had no idea. <laughs> It's okay, no problem at all. I was just busy doing some admin work, so it didn't matter. Perfect, perfect. How are you today? Good, feeling really good. I actually got to do some of my aligned time last night. We we're talking the other day how I feel like really in the zone in the evenings, late late evening when everyone's gone to bed, and I actually got to do that last night. So it was so nice to work in my little genius zone and in the way that feels super aligned to me. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Gotta love when we get into those moments of like super in alignment and things just flow and it's just, it's great. It feels great. It is. It's amazing. So I think it's so important for everyone to know and to like feel into what that is to let go of all those, um, those time constraints, you know, thinking we have to work in these hours or do that just to actually go, what works for me? What feels good to me? Because, yeah, I found that when everyone's gone to bed at night, late evening is the most quiet, perfect where I can just focus and tune in and I can just write and create and, you know, get into that genius zone where it's just everything feels really easy and it just flows out and all of us have some, like, circumstances or times of day when that's available to us when, um, when things are so much easier, so don't force things, I think, when they don't feel easy because there's, everyone's got that time when things are perfect for them. And I love that you mentioned that because I think it's such a powerful to have 
because like it's I know that we tend to have a lot on our schedule at times like you know whether uh, we have other responsibilities or taking care of family that sometimes it is easiest to create a standard schedule of like this block to this block I'm going to be doing this but sometimes what is happening is in the forcing the creativity at those times and they don't come through and things take us longer to get done and hush can arise or like or anger or bitterness whereas instead of saying you know letting it go kind of like putting it out there of like having this time block but like letting go of the idea that it actually needs to be done then and just to see how it flows from there completely like and that's what entrepreneurship is really all about isn't it it's that freedom it's doing one thing that feel aligned not going well I have two hours a Tuesday <laughs> at this time and I'm going to do this thing then and like honestly that's something that I've had to let go of so much in my journey is going from being a really organized really structured person who was all about planning all about control having control of everything everything going its way and having to absolutely release all of that and realize that it's so much easier, so much less overwhelming when you work from what's flowing to you. So from not having, you know, giant to-do lists that I could never achieve and I would just get overwhelmed and stressed about just going, okay, I'm working on this at the moment in my business and this is kind of what's coming next. And just letting that intuition and flow fill the gaps for me has been the biggest thing with the ease in my business. But in all parts of my life, just letting go of that control of it has to be like this and this way and this time has been magic. And I, I completely agree because I used to be the same way. Like I used to be the planner. Like everybody from my family knows. Like I used to plan everything. Uh, my agenda back in uni was uh, the one that like it was a day a page, and the day was broken down by the hour. And I would like fill up the blocks. Like okay, from this time to this time is when I'm in class, and then I would put like okay, this time this time I'm studying this course, and I'm working from this time, and I'm hanging out with friends on this time, and it was just like literally booking my day. <laughs> it was like bananas now that I look back at it but it did teach me in in hindsight now it did teach me how much time we actually do have even when we feel we don't and that's what it taught me and now I've let go of that now what I do is I create a very simple to-do list like in the beginning of the week of being like okay what are the things I desire to accomplish this week and then I let it flow like Every day I'll look at that list. And I'm like, is there something I want to do today? And sometimes it's a yes and sometimes it's a no. And knowing that I have this entire week to get it done alleviates the pressure. And I also look at the things. I'm like, okay, well, what is more priority than others? Like, what are some things that, okay, like if I'm doing like a launch or if I want to go on live about, you know, like a new coaching program or something, I want to make sure I do it that week, but I want to make sure I do it on a day that I feel good. Exactly, in the right time. And that's something I'm all about is holding the intention. So it's not not having an idea of where we're going, holding intentions and, yeah, having a, this kind of week I'm focusing on these things completely. And I'm the same. I'll, like, maybe write out what I think for a day and I'll look at it and I'll be like, mm, this is what I feel aligned to today. And you just pick one task or something from another day. And go, Actually, this is right now, this is what feels aligned. And making the space too, I think sometimes we get so busy and caught up in our overwhelming busyness 
that we don't take the space and time to tune in and we don't allow space in our lives for that because we're just like, got to stay focused, this, 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 and we just stay in that really doing mindset and never kind of slow down and put the intentions and the inner work and we get too much into that robot, you know, here, here, there, there, and there, and you get really busy and just really overwhelmed and exhausted. And, yeah, I think it's really important as well. And I think as projectors, like, we have we have to learn this ourselves because we do not have the same energy level as the other types. So we had to learn when to slow down, when to set those boundaries, whether it is taking like five minutes and taking a couple of deep breaths or doing like a 20 minute power nap, whatever feels right. Each projector is different. And so I think that is a huge lesson for us of saying, okay, like we have to slow down. We we can't stay in that on position or that does lead to health issues and burnouts and over exhaustion. And even looking at the other types in human design, like, yeah, you have more energy, but does it mean you need to go, go, go either? It does mean to also slow down and it's whatever slows down feels right for you and tuning in. And as you said earlier, listening to your intuition and listening to what your body is saying. So it goes from all for all types, whether you are a manifestor, a Manny Gen or a generator or even a reflector, like it you're not meant to be like go 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 like 16 hours a day and then like sleep for eight hours and I don't even know if that math makes sense right now but it's just the (laughs) the numbers that came out (laughs) but that's like just like the point I'm trying to make is that like take that moment to breathe take that moment to yourself even if you do work in an office for example like going and standing up and walking around going to the bathroom just sitting in and just taking those five deep breaths Completely, completely and holding that intention. And um, something else I think is just so big early on is, yeah, all that pressure, that overwhelm, that fear, we kind of just get so caught up in that and thinking I need to be doing all the things that I'm seeing, especially early on. You're like, well, I'm seeing everyone doing this strategy and that strategy and this working for them and they're having these really big months and I want all that. So you kind of get this feeling that and take on the story sort of from society that to be successful in a new business, I need to work really hard. I need to put in all the hours. I need to try all the things. I need to do everything everybody online is doing. And if I don't do those things, I'm not going to be successful. And I think that's a trap we fall into really early on in our businesses as well. I do love that you brought that up we only see like online one side of the story from our perspective. So we see that all these other entrepreneurs, coaches are putting in a lot of work. It may seem that they're on their Instagram every single day, but are they, or are they not? Because there are apps that you can like, you know, like kind of like have someone like have it post automatically. So it may, like even though you're posting every day, the app is doing it for you or they may have an assistant that is doing that for them. So you don't actually know what is happening behind the scenes of like what their actual workload is. Even even if they even if it seems like they're showing you everything. And so sometimes it's to take take it all with a grain of salt of what is being shown to you online and that comparison of yes this like this is who like they are this is what they desire to do and if that's what lights them up then go for it but if it feels too heavy and too much for you it's okay to pivot and make a shift in what feels right for you so I love that you brought that up because we get stuck in that comparison mode I know I do sometimes I feel like I should be doing more 
and because I have like so much time on my hands <laughs> these days and I'm just like I feel like I'm not doing enough but then I look back and I'm like well if I were to be doing more what would I be doing right now and I honestly can't think of anything because I realize I've done everything I could and I've done everything to my greatest and that's it and like everyone's business structures and strategies and things are different and to not fall into the trap of thinking, well, if they're doing that, then that's what I have to do. If they've got results from that, I have to do that. Like that's the other part of that tuning in is going, well, what feels aligned to me? What feels good to me? And try things. But just because you try it doesn't mean you have to keep going with it. Like it doesn't feel aligned. Like I know we're chatting the other day about um, like cold DMing with people mm-hmm. and we kind of said, so that doesn't feel aligned to us. That's not our thing, but so many people are doing it. And a lot of coaches are out there saying this is the way to make sales. But you can take on whatever actually feels aligned to you. You can maybe try it if you're curious and see how it feels. And also my favorite thing with talking about, like, especially selling and strategies is do what you would feel like how you would like it to be done to you. So how do you like to be sold to? How do you like to buy um and sort of aligning with coaches and things who do things in a way that feels good and aligned to you is really important because myself, I don't like people DMing me without, you know, trying to sell me things and all that. Yeah. And everyone feels differently about that. But um, what's your thoughts on those sorts of things? So I definitely have, like, different thoughts for sure, like sending me DMs in the sense of to make a sale is obvious from the start. Uh, you know, there's many of us that can, you know, relate to that of we know how that conversation starts and where it leads. And it's very much like a very simple, like, how are you? And then it's like, what's your business about? And then it's a straight, like, copy, like a link to, you know, their free program or whatever they are offering. And that I don't like because that is like your, your, it's just a numbers game. And I just feel like number their number. And for for myself as a projector, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, the there is something very powerful of being seen and being seen for who you are, not just for being just another number. And that is what I don't like about those cold DMs. It's like I'm not being seen. I'm just like another one, like another person that they just like found through the hashtags. And they're, like, copy-pasting the same spiel to everybody. I don't feel unique. I don't feel like they actually want to work with me. And I actually had to, like, yeah, like, learn that the hard way of, like, going through, like, when they first started messaging me and I didn't know what it was. And I would, like, kind of, like, they'll start a conversation. I'm like, oh, this person seems so nice. And then they just copy-pasted. And when I would say I'm not interested, it was, like, they kept, pushing and I have so I have learned like a lot of lessons in that aspect but what I do like love is that for people that I follow and this is what I do with my followers as well is that like if I comment on someone's story I do love when I'm being seen in that like there's a response even if it's just a simple like so I know there's some some entrepreneurs and coaches that when, you know, somebody responds to their story because they probably get so many messages in their inbox if they have a big following, they don't look at them all and they don't respond to them all. And I completely understand that. But as a, like, for me, I love that recognition of like, oh, oh, you saw my story, like, like, okay, I, I see you, I see that you recognize it. So 
for myself, like right now, my following is not that big. So I make sure that whoever does comment on my stories, I like, or if they ask a question, I respond to them and I make sure that they are seen. So this is back to like, how do I like being sold to, but also how do I like being communicated to? That's my style. As my following grows bigger, then I would probably hire, you know, like an, a, a BA or someone to help me with the, the messages, right? Because there's only sometimes so much you can do as a person. But that to respond to is really important to me. So those are like kind of like the two aspects of like in the messaging and the in Instagram messaging part that it's like two different, but still in that same boat of feeling seen and recognized. And it's how do I like to sell and how do I like to be seen? And this is what I'm offering to like my followers as well. Which is being really aligned with yourself and that can be different for everyone. So it's a nice way to reflect on how you're showing up in your business and responding and how you deal with all those interactions as to, yeah, how do you want to be seen? How do you want to be sold to? How do you want to interact um, with people? And, yeah, acknowledging them. And I think that's really great. And one of the other telltale ones is when they don't use your name. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Did you even try yeah. There's a lot of um, a lot of ones that are telltale, but yeah, and you can make some really amazing connections through um, talking to people and amazing friendships online as well. It's just feeling into the ones uh, where you're putting your energy, because for us, you know, being projectors, it's limited where you want to put that energy and time, and feeling into who's genuine or not, um, and thinking about when you're selling how you want people to feel, how you like to be sold to. Yeah, With lots of strategy. It's nice to reflect on that. Exactly. And like, and I want to know, what about you? Like, how do you like to be sold to? I really like to just, my style is people put it out there and I follow and I watch and then I reach out. So, you know, they, whether it's in their stories or their posts, they put out what their program is, they share what it's all about. And then if I'm interested, I will flow through the website or check it all out. I might ask a question. I really like just to have it sort of sitting there, not to be like approached. I just like it to be there um, in their following. That's me. That's <laughs> Very sort of passive. <laughs> yes. Yes. I And I'm the same way. I like the, I kind of like when I see a coach I love that I would love to work uh, work with is usually like I'll be following them and then one day they offer like some offering and then I'll like kind of have a hell yes the only time it like distincts is that once again feeling seen so if I find like even if they have a small following large or small following if I find that they are not responding to my messages whenever I comment on what their story is about or their post then there's a less likely chance that I would actually hire them. And so that's me, but that's my personal thing. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with what they're doing. They're doing what feels right for them. It's just, I prefer just being seen on some level if I am going to work with a coach, especially when it comes to one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, and that's really about that sort of that energetic match and alignment and filling into that. And I really like that you say that that's how you feel because that's setting the relationship for you. If you feel like if you can't be seen in that level, then once you sign up, you don't feel like it's going to be that match. So it's a really amazing intuitive way to be looking at that interaction. Exactly. And like a simple example of like it doesn't huge. Like I was in a clubhouse room 
and I went on stage and I was like sharing like a part of my story and then they asked what my like astrology placements were and I told them my astrology placement and they're like oh my god like we totally like see that part in you like oh yeah we see that like aspect of energy in you and I was like oh like you like you're not and you know seeing me in person it's like clubhouse right so it's all audio and to be seen and recognized as like you know like oh we like recognize that part of like that astrology placement and that like makes you who you are was like to me I was just like feeling like all the goody feels and I'm like Ooh, okay <laughs> so great to have that awareness oh, yeah because we've all, I'm sure we've all had that investment that has not turned out the way that we thought. <laughs> I know I have. When, and I feel like sometimes it's when, um, and a lot of people, this is their strategy. It's when people are selling to the negative things. They're trying to get you on those weaknesses on your, um, what's the word? Your, insecurities, you know, the things that you're fearful of and things, they're kind of digging into those, um, the negative side of your desires rather than people selling, saying, I'm going to help you achieve this and help you achieve that and going, yes, that's what I want, that's what I want. Um, there's still a real side in the coaching industry of saying, well, you feel this and you feel this and like digging deep into all the negative sides, all the insecurities and then promising to fix or change that. Um, <clears throat> and that was my experience. And then, you know, getting on a sales call where you're supposed to make the decision in the call, on the spot, um, which for my human design is not my way. <laughs> I'm supposed to take the time, not over an emotional authority <clears throat> I'm supposed to yeah definitely take that time which is something I feel I like to gain the information I like to follow it through and I like to be really sure I don't like to just make decisions on the spot um, but yeah you've got to decide in the sales call and then in my experience um, I entered into a program that just had the masses of information it was so overwhelming um, very little coaching that was promised more just like reflecting and telling you to you know keep going and look at this like not actual not the kind of coaching I'd expected and just the most overwhelming and then just feeling when you've kind of made that big investment taking that big step and thinking that's the thing this is the thing that's going to do it's going to change it for me and it doesn't work out you take it so personally you feel like you're the failure you're not good enough you're not cut out for this um and it can really just spiral all from just coming from to an investment that wasn't aligned um, and just not being aware of that, being in that early stage and being so insecure and having so many fears and just thinking that that thing's going to be the thing for you. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Have you had an experience like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I wasn't sure if you were, like, going to, like, add on to it or not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I've had definitely the experience of um, being kind of, like, pushed towards, like, the pain like, pe like, people call it the pain points. I know that is, like, the wording in the coaching industry. And I I did learn it that way when I first became a coach as well. And then I decided to shift away from that because it didn't feel aligned for me. I didn't want to focus on the negative. But it goes back to, like, what you were saying with the fixing. And I think that is, like, so important for people to understand because fixing is temporary. Fixing is not in the long run healing is where you do the most big bigger shifts and so differences with fixing is just you're putting a band-aid to the like to the problem and in my experiences like I've done in the past all these programs and it was like so that they because they focused on like the pain points which 
it has been for like the longest time was like, oh, building my business, right? I want to have like a full-time coaching business. I want to quit my extra jobs. So I would hire and do like hire these coaches, do all these programs so that I can quit my full-time job and go into coaching full-time and have a smooth transition. That was like, that was the, like the fixing, but it didn't work because I was trying to fix it. And so what ended up happening is, is only until I actually started healing and took a different approach, a more deeper approach, a more intuitive approach into my, my life and my business is only then did I like leave, like I took the jump and I like left, you know, my jobs and went in full time coaching. But I didn't do it. It was not in my experience. And this, I'm not saying this for it's for everybody. But in my experience, I made the jump without clients. I did the jump with only savings in my bank account and trusted the universe was supporting me. I'm not recommending this for anybody, like, unless it feels right. It has to feel aligned. And for me, it felt aligned. And here we are a year later, and I'm still doing this full time, and I haven't picked up a job. But I've done a lot of healing and a lot of inner work to get to this point. And it was, like, not for, like, the fixing. Like, all those, like, I like solutions to fix a problem is not what I was putting in the work this year. This was, like, deep healing, like, you know, where am I holding myself back? Because somebody can give me all the strategies in the world. That's what I realized. I can have all the strategies in the world. But if if I believe that I'm not worthy of, as a coach, if I believe that I don't deserve to be paid the amount that my offers are, if I don't, if I'm not open to receive clients or money or any abundance, then no strategy is going to work. That is exactly like you've absolutely nailed it. It's exactly what happened to me as well. And yeah, we all think that the strategy, we've got to find the strategy. And if we just get the right one and we just, you know, get so busy and busy and busy in that hunting, you know, I just need to do the right post to get the right strategy and this, this, this. And you get so busy in that doing and the actual business pieces. And it's not about that at all. It's when you get into the mindset, the inner work, that's when the shifting happens. It was exactly the same for me, but I spent way too long being stubborn in the, it must be a business, this or that. And you spend money left, right and center trying to find the thing. And it's never the thing. It's never. No. And the other thing <laughs> I want to bring up, we are in this topic of investment and I want to debunk this a little bit because I think that this is something that needs to be brought up especially in the coaching world is this idea that in order to like let's say you you want your one-to-one coaching to be I'm just going to throw a number out there like four thousand dollars a month okay that's what you want and so the idea now that people have is like in order to make that money you need to actually invest that and then you'll make it back And it's, I want to bring this up in the sense of like, there's this pressure and I've learned this lesson for myself is this pressure that, that you need to invest high. And then this idea that the abundance will like come right after, which sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And, but that's not the point. The point is like, what is the, what is the, like the reasoning behind um, like the money story behind it. It's not so much the actual action of investing because I've invested from that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to invest into this coach because they, 
like, because this is what I desire to get paid. And so when I invest that money, the money is going to come back to me and clients right back. And you know what happened? It didn't. And I had to cancel my coaching, like my one to one coaching, unfortunately. And so you don't need to like invest a big amount to receive. You need to invest in like a coach that feels right for you at an aligned time that feels right for you, like, or doing a program that feels right for you, but doesn't mean you need to be doing it all the time either. So I wanted to kind of throw that out there and wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts as well? Massively. Yep. Completely. Because when it comes to those beliefs, we hold those money stories. If you invest out of lack, you're only going to attract lack and that's just the laws of the universe. It's just how it works. So if you think, oh, I'm so desperate and I need this to happen, I need this to work and this is going to be the thing and it's just, it's going to return to me and just totally from that lack and think about all that you don't have and all the desires you don't have, the money you don't have, the clients you don't have, if that's all you're focused on when you're investing and thinking this one thing's going to do it, it's not going to do it. It's not because it's purely on desire. You have to know that your needs are met now that you're safe now that you have everything that you need now and be totally okay with that not holding that fear and that terror of this doesn't work it's all over like you have to be able to have your needs met you have to be coming from that place of i'm safe i'm okay this is my desire i just i absolutely desire this coach and i absolutely desire clients and i know what's going to come for me and just holding that full trust and coming from a beautiful place of desire and trust knowing you're completely safe with your needs met is a very different energy and the excitement like total excitement and wonder and what if this and what if that and that's a really different energy to being this is my last bit of money and i this must work. I need this to work. I need clients. I need money. This has to work. It's just a totally different energy to being, I'm so excited and, you know, this is going to be the coach and it's going to open doors and these clients are going to come. That's going to be amazing and I get to fulfill my purpose and I'm so passionate and what if it works and what if this and what if that? Like it's just completely different energy and that's why when we invest from that place, it never returns. It doesn't matter who it's with, what it is. It's just not going to work because we're just energetically blocking it on so many levels and some of the biggest places to start I think with the mindset work is definitely within our money stories <laughs> like you said that receiving um, working on our receiving and all of that those money stories and really recognizing that we are totally okay and safe like I know you said that you jumped out without having clients went full-time and that works for some people and not for others but you really need to decide, but you had savings behind you, which gave you that security and that safety. And it's really important to maintain that feeling of my needs are met. I am safe. I'm secure. Everything's okay. And this is out of desire because while ever you're trying to build a business frantically out of that need and kind of feeling desperate, it's not going to work. You really need to, whatever you've got to do, whether it's holding a part-time job or having savings or something, whatever you've got to do to bridge that gap, it can't be, okay, I'm only good for two months. You can't put a time limit on it because that's pressure and expectation and that's not going to get you there either. It's really you have to be trusting and open, knowing you're okay without a time stamp of when this is going to run out um, to be able to pursue that and really start in on because of society and our conditioning, it doesn't matter who you are, we're all holding, we're always doing the work. Both of us now still, we always continue to do the work. At every level there's work to be done um, and money stories and that yeah receiving energy and stuff's a really big one to start with 
Oh, yeah, big time. And the receiving one is the one that I've actually realized the most recently. And a lot of these blocks are conscious and a lot of them are also subconscious. So even though consciously for the longest time, consciously, I thought my receiving end was open, but it was actually subconsciously that I was blocking it. Like only did it bad surface up and like, oh, this makes so much sense now. And this, like this past year alone, there was just, it was a lot of healing over the lack, but it didn't happen overnight. Like it's still happening. I'm still going through it. And knowing that the universe has my back, because like what would happen is, is like, it would go into stages like, okay, like the amount of money I currently have right now can last me until this time. And so I'm like, okay, I'm supported, I'm supported, I'm supported. And then as it got closer to that like deadline, then I would just be like, continuously telling myself I'm supported, but also looking back at the evidence, right? Like it's always important to look back to the evidence when it did work and what happened when it did work and keeping that focus and journaling about like, okay, well, what's my fear? What's my fear of like this money running out and what are my options? And that was like, for me, that felt uh, like safe because once I laid out my options of like, okay, I have this option that I could do. I have that option I could do. I have this like in taking away the fact that I'm getting this, like the pressure of getting this money from clients, like taking that out of the picture and being like, okay, well, what are my options? Like, I can pick up a part-time job. I can do this. I can do that. And so by doing that and taking that pressure off, like this need of a client paying my bills, then the universe actually like has brought me clients that way. Funny enough. And then then I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm supported. The universe has my back. I got this. I got this. And then sometimes I would get from clients or sometimes I would get a, like money from other sources of income, like surprise abundance. Like once you tap into that abundance world of like being open to receiving money from any avenue, money just appears and it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand why I got this check, but I got it and I'm not, I'm just going to take it right now. <laughs> exactly. When you open that. So a really important thing was you, assessed your fears and questioned them and you decided that you could hold the fear that you were still going after it because you know you could deal with whatever all those options you could deal with that so you could hold that fear and continue on because you knew that you had those options you could deal with that that worst case scenario wasn't so bad and you reinstated the feeling of security of safety that it's safe to continue because I've got these options I hold this fear I still want it I'm still going after this desire let's go and just took away that space and put it back into that positive light I'm just going to trust and I'm going to keep going so that's yeah amazing yeah exactly because also the other thing I realized is that you can't force anybody to be your client that's very much an old paradigm right like very much an old way of thinking and so you have to trust that if you desire clients that are aligned for you that like are a hell yes and that they want to work with you as much as you want to work with them you have to trust that they will come when the timing is right for both of you because if there's a force on either end that relationship will not be in alignment and so you don't want to have that you want to like it like especially as 
entrepreneurs and I'm talking about all entrepreneurs like you want to have fun with your clients you want to be like I can't wait to get on this call or I can't wait to do this project with them I can't wait for this workshop or whatever it is that you're creating with each other you want to have that excitement you don't want to be like oh my god so this person's so difficult and Da, da, da. And like, just like dreading the calls, dreading the interaction, or sometimes like having to end the relationship because, you know, it didn't start in a place of alignment. And so I think that that is important. And that is what I've realized, like, I would rather have the most aligned clients. And even if it's a smaller number, or if they come when they're meant to come, then having a bajillion clients that I get frustrated with, like, half of them completely so so important to start that and have that energetic alignment in the relationship so important and that's the reason like i personally i don't do objection handling like if someone's not sure if they don't feel like it's for them i release that and i let them sort that out and find that out whether the timing's not right or we're not the right match unless they're really interested and it's just an easy match i do not force that at all i don't believe in like having a sales call where they have to decide on the spot or you're doing objection handling and all of that kind of stuff i put my offers out there i have them there the same way that i like to be sold to is i show up i share them in posts and stories and things it's there the website's there they're free to dm ask questions if they had questions and wanted to get on a call i'd be more than happy um but i would not be forcing anything on that call i would just be supplying information you know seeing where they're at seeing how it feels for me as well and just letting them go off and make a decision if they're, yeah, I don't believe in forcing it at all because that's it. You're just going to have so much friction in the relationship the whole time. If it starts in that way, it's not going to be enjoyable and it's not going to be positive on your energy. It's just not the kind of interactions you want to have. And um, for me, it's, you know, not the aligned way to build a business. It's not the aligned money that I want to make. It's just not that energetic match. No, exactly. And I love that you mentioned, like, you don't always, like, go call like I'm sorry you don't go call um, unless they have questions and I like that you brought that up because like that's slightly different than what what I do and this is like just to show whoever's watching is like kind of share how it is different for different entrepreneurs and coaches but still coming from that place of alignment I like going on those those calls because I like first getting to know the person have them also get to know me and see if we are an energetic match and for me the call is a little bit more personal than the dms but on that call it's there's no sales pitch it's like i trust that if they hop on a call with me that they are already aware of my prices they are already aware of who I am, my style. They've seen my Instagram or my website. They know something about me. Or maybe they had met me in person at some event. They know something about me. And they're like, so there's like, and this hopping on this call is there's already an interest. The call is just to get to know each other and see, are we an energetic match? Yes or no. And if it's a hell yes from either side, then great, we go from there. If they are like, I'm a hell yes, but I actually don't have the income right now. I'm like, cool, that's all good. You know where I'm at. You know where to find me. When you're ready, I'm here. I'm holding space for you. And so there's never any pressure. And I never want any of my potential clients who hop on a call to feel that pressure. It's more like, let's see, like, do you like me? Do I like you? Because sometimes it's like you think, and then you hop on the call and it's just flat. 
and it's not there. The energetic alignment is not there. And that's okay. And it's okay. And it's as long as I'm being honest with myself and with them and they vice versa, being honest with their, with themselves and with me. I love that. I love that we come from two different directions, but from that same aligned place. And that's it. And that's where we really feel like everybody needs to feel into what is aligned for them, what they feel good about, not just taking it straight from this coach says, because people can get really pushy and they go, well, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to make the money unless you do this. And it's just not like that. Everyone can just feel into and try it out and be fluid about it. I really believe in like being fluid. So I can try something a few times and if I don't like it, I can drop it and go to something else. I don't have to commit to something and be stuck to it because I've said I'm going to try it. Like we can just do different things. Like we can, you know, it's, it's our business. It's the whole point of entrepreneurship is to be in control in the driver's seat. To not, and I think it's important too when we do go into any sort of coaching relationships or purchases that we're not giving away our power, that we are there to see what they're doing, see what we think's aligned, try things out. It's not that every single thing that person says is the be all end all and that we must follow it or we're not going to have a successful business as well. It's not like that because I feel like if you're just going to someone to go, tell me what to do, just give me all the answers, just tell me you're not coming from a place of alignment. You're actually not checking in with what's suiting to you. You're just coming from that place of lack again, that kind of desperation of I need clients, I'll do anything. You just tell me and I'll just do it and it's going to work. I'm just going to copy what you do and it's going to work because we're all different and it's not like that. You have to be showing up in your power. You have to be there going, okay, is that how I like to do it? Is that how I like people to do it to me? Is this, you know, let's try it. Did it feel good? Did it work? You know, you've got to come from that pace of empowerment and alignment, not just giving away your power and doing what anyone says to get that result. Because if you do that, it doesn't matter what it is, you're not going to get the results. And that's another thing too, I suppose it's worth saying. If you tried something and you were in that space, the same strategy may work for you at a different time if you're coming from in your power. So if you've given away your power and come from lack and tried it and it hasn't worked, it may actually work again if you're coming from a place of alignment and feeling good about it and being in your power. It's the energetics and where you're coming from, whether it's out of that lack or being in your power, the same strategy may give you completely different results at different times. So that's another really interesting thing to check out there as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's being open, right? Being open to trying new things and seeing what works for you. And I do on the call, the reason I do the calls, uh, and it's, this is kind of like saying like what you were mentioning is that I like to set the tone of what the coaching relationship will be like. And for me, it's, I, I'm not here to hold your hand. I like, I don't want any form of codependency. I want the, I just like, I desire that for my client to make their own decision of what feels right for them. I'm just the guide. I'm just the person guiding them, like, kind of like, like, uh, I'm just like, not words. Um, but asking them questions, like, so for them to think, giving them multiple options and like and avenues of where they can go and also I do use their human design to figure out like where their authority is and like really stress on using their authority like if they have a sacral authority I will ask them like what does your gut say or if they have an emotional authority like you I'd be like okay like ride the wave like come back to me in a couple of days or next week and and then we can revisit it you don't need to make this decision right now and so I think that is 
like very important to set that tone because there are some people that do desire that coach to hold their hand and that's okay if that's what they desire then I'm not one to judge but it's not the way I work because I I want my clients to be in power with who they are because I am in power with who I am and that is how we're just going to both grow and elevate and make those quantum leaps together and so I wanted to kind of like bring that up because I think there's just like so so many like different coaching relationships out there and it's a matter of like you know if whoever's watching this like if you are thinking of hiring a coach and whether they do like depending on like their strategy if they do discovery calls or just like go completely in the dms to get to know you definitely set up like think to yourself like what kind of coach do i desire like how do i what what am i expecting from this coach what are my expectations and how do I desire to work with them? And asking them, how do you work? Like, what is the relationship? Like, do you hold my hand? Do you guide me? Like, how do you, or do you like kind of like just give me the tools and then I go on my own way? So it is important to think of that, of like, what is the reason you're hiring a coach? What are your expectations? Why? Is there something, are you, are you like looking for something to fix or are you looking for some, like something to elevate or to heal? Like where, which aspects? So it is really important to like really sit back and think of all those things before hiring someone so that when you do hire that person, it is in alignment with what you're, what you desire and what you expect as well. Definitely. And that's one of the first things that I talk to are like, what are your goals? What are you here for? What are you, yeah, what are you searching for to check that those things do line up and yeah, that they're coming in the right reasons and they know where they're headed and, well, not headed, but you know, they know what the desire is. They know what they're here to work on. It's not just chucking it out there and hoping for the best. You know, they've got a bit of intention behind it um, to know that they're going to get those results. And we want people to be built up. We don't want to have to, not have to, but you know, we don't want to work with someone constantly round and round and round that they can't or they can't do something without checking in like that's it you want to build people up and watch them fly watch them achieve things and watch them do those leaps so yeah it's so important to put that intention and know what you're what you're there for and that you feel aligned and that the coach understands what you're desiring and what you're searching for and how you're going to go about it and yeah how that's going to feel and it's just, yeah, those little checks and things can just change the results you get so much by the intentions you're going in with. And that's actually something I've been really getting into is setting those intentions and without putting a time pressure, just setting the intentions of the things that I'm pulling in. And then the best way to check in on that, I find, and something that's really um, underdone by people building businesses, entrepreneurs, is celebrating. I love setting intentions and then checking in and celebrating all of the little things that have, you know, all the little bits of progress going towards that thing. A lot of people, if they're going, say, for a 10K month and they make 3K, they're like, that was so not good enough. Like, they don't put any appreciation onto the 3K. It's just, it's awful. It wasn't enough. That was not. And that's not the kind of relationship we want to have to money because you're telling that money that it's not good enough and it's not welcome, whereas you need to appreciate every dollar that comes in on the way to your goals whether you reach the goal that you're going for or not, you're, you know, every client that comes in, every dollar that comes in, 
um, any growth in your, you know, your audience, the way you do your content, all those things that you're working towards, all the intentions that you set out, any steps of progress towards those intentions is something to be celebrated. And it doesn't mean you have to like a party, but it's just to hold acknowledgement and appreciation of all those steps. And that's your evidence. And that's something to build you up and make you feel so positive and keep you going and keep you heading on going, well, look at this. This is happening. It's happening. And you know, this is improving and that's improving and I'm working on this and now I'm achieving this and now this is happening and it's, yeah, we get too focused on our goals and not meeting them, which is just diving into that lack of, well, this was the goal and it didn't happen. So everything around that wasn't enough and really not acknowledging and celebrating and sometimes not setting the intention. Sometimes we can sit in fear and we can feel like we're not going anywhere because we're actually not setting the intentions and putting the effort to go somewhere. We're kind of just sitting there going, well, I want this, but I'm not really going after it. I don't know how to do it and I just, but I want it, but I'm, you know, the fear of failure is stopping me from really leaping in to get it. So sometimes we actually forget to set the intentions for our desires. It's like, well, if you want something, how are we going to get there? You've got to set the intentions that go with that to get to those desires and just put yourself out there because it's not, I don't believe in failure. It's just lessons and time. If that launch didn't work, it's just time. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about the offer. It means something wasn't in alignment and it's just time and we just keep going and we try and try again. We make things mean things and that's one of the biggest issues. It's because the launch didn't go, well, my content wasn't right. I didn't show up enough. I didn't work hard enough or the offer's no good. So I'm going to go and create a whole new offer because that offer didn't fail that time. It's no good. and that's really probably not the case. And then we just get really, really busy and busy and busy and running around in this fear cycle of, well, I need to create better stuff and more stuff and I do this and do that. But really it's probably your energy and alignment in our work, stopping and, yeah, tracking progress, celebrating all the little things, what lessons can be learned, what actually worked and didn't work, what do we know worked and didn't work in that, let's go again and go again and just keep tracking and moving on that journey to our goals, keep progressing on and not just cutting and changing and everything every time we think something didn't work because it's um that's a really big one too you fall into in the early days just constantly rewriting rechanging everything that it's it's not right it's not good enough have you had that experience oh my god yeah like the (laughs) the feeling bad of like uh, just like beating myself down like of a launch not working of like or not getting clients and you know like I, I have this program nobody signed up and it's always like focusing on the negative like focusing on what didn't work focusing on what of like like the number that I desired didn't happen like the whether it's the income or the number of clients and it's like always focusing on the lack of and that is that lack energy Whereas if I just focus on, okay, well, I, okay, yeah, nobody like signed up for this program, but you know what I did do? I actually launched a program. I launched a program. I showed up on social media, talked about it, created the graphics behind it because I'm a one woman show and did all of that. Like, that's amazing. And just like focusing on something so small like that, because we do get stuck. Like, we all get stuck in that, like, loop. And it's a matter of now recognizing it. And when you first recognize it, when you first realize, like, okay, I'm focusing on all the things that didn't work. And so taking that moment of being like, oh, shit. Okay, wait, what did work? What am I proud of that I've done? 
And is it the fact that I showed up on my Instagram and still talked about my offers and still like talked about the things that matter to me that I love speaking about, even though I don't have any clients right now? Did I do that? I did do that. I did something. I did something and I put myself out there. I didn't sit back and like just, you know, felt sorry for myself and did absolutely nothing. I did something. And whether it's something small like that, you know, like just showing up. Because I think there is something big that needs to be said. In the fact that we are entrepreneurs and that, you know, like running our own businesses and especially using social media to run them, it's, it is a part of our business. It is a part of our strategy. And it is important that it's recognized that it is like work that we do and it's amazing work that we do. And so just to recognize that, that, hey, like we've done that. And so, yeah, like, maybe the clients didn't come this month. But you know what? That stuff stays on there for a really long time. So next month, somebody can go back and see that video you did last month, and they're like, oh, my God, I want to work with this. Definitely. And, like, maybe there is, you know, maybe the audience grew or something as well. Maybe there's other numbers, other things that actually went well, and maybe we did learn something. Maybe there was something we want to tweak that's actually valid, that's not just a rework of everything. There was something constructive of, well, next time I'm going to tweak this or I'm going to do this or something. There's some little thing we can take out of it that we're like, yeah, I do think I could, you know, improve on that. But there's all these amazing things and then this other thing got better. Like it's not all the numbers of the clients and the money. There's other metrics that may have improved. There's other things. But, yeah, and we've stepped more into our power. We practiced. We practice showing up. We practice doing our videos. We step more into our power. How did we feel about it? How did we feel about launching? How did we feel about the offer? Like, there's so many things to take from that experience and so many lessons and so many things to reflect on and then to put intentions into next time. Exactly. I love that you, like, brought that up. And I actually how do you celebrate? What are your ways that you celebrate? I actually really love celebrating, like, on a Saturday night with, Cheese and wine and, yeah, that's with my husband sharing what I'm up to. Um, I like to actually every single month we're starting to do like a lunch, a child-free lunch um, because night times are not so easy to get, but we know we can get a child-free lunch once a month um, where we have a nice lunch and we actually go through, yeah, the intentions for the new month and from last month and then go through all the things to celebrate. So I'll prepare and go through well, what's all the things that moved and improved um, and just making it a part of our lives that every single month we set intentions and we celebrate. It doesn't matter what happens. There's always progress. There's always things to look for. So we're starting to do that yet every single month to stay in that energy of abundance more on the frequency of more and heading after our goals, regardless, no timestamps, just knowing this is where we're going. This is what's happening. Trusting it's happening, tracking it happening because we're seeing it happening. We're celebrating these amazing things happening in our lives every single month from the intentions we set. And it's not just business in all parts of our lives. And it really makes a big difference. That's amazing. I love that you like share that. And it is so important to, you know, find ways that, like celebrating that feels right for you like for me I have different ranges like I'll sometimes just really just hold on to that feeling and you know say gratitude to the universe and just be like thank you thank you for 
for this. I thank you for the increase in followers and just taking that moment of just being truly grateful. Like celebrating doesn't always necessarily mean that you need to go buy something to feel like celebration, right? It, it Sometimes it's just as simple of like sitting in that feeling of like, wow, I did that. Like, thank you. Thank you for that. And I also like, like I love like for me celebrating like I do it that way but then I also like will go buy a bottle of wine be like woo, you know like I, I did this like you know like I had a client sign up or I made this much money this month and uh, just those like small little things and the more you celebrate the more you are grateful for then you are stepping into that abundance like space and then also at the same time the lack is what gets surfaced as well. So any like subconscious wounds around lack mentality or money wounds will surface up for you to heal. So even though sometimes you feel like, you know, you're like in this abundance and you're like, everything is good. And then you get that fear that comes up or that lack mentality that comes up, know that it's okay. Because like the more you tap into that abundance, it's going to show up, right? We are a balance of like dark and light. And so hold that space for that lack and look at what needs to be healed because there's a reason it's coming up so that you can continue stepping into a better level of abundance after that. That's it. It doesn't matter what level you are on, it comes up. It does not matter what kind of money you make. You're always going to have fears. You're always going to have lack. It's learning to take, acknowledge it and address it every time and to flick it every single time so it's not to ignore it and push it away because we also start out thinking i can't have those thoughts don't think bad things if i think about that it's gonna wreck everything that doesn't work (laughs) what neutralizes it exactly is going okay oh this this trigger's coming up i'm feeling really you know thinking about this i've got the sphere of this going okay so what's that about what's what's that mean what's coming up here what what are the feelings you know is it true is that, um, you know, is it true? Does it, does it matter? Can I hold it? Is it okay if those things happen? What are the, what, you know, what are the alternatives here? Is it okay? Can I handle that? And really all the time, once we question and go, okay, yeah, yeah, it's true. All right. Well, can I take that? Can I handle that? If that's the worst case, can I deal with that? Do I still want it? Am I still going after these desires? Is it worth it? Do I still want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really want this desire. Like I really go after this. So I can handle that. I can handle. And there's another one part to bring in here. It's safety versus discomfort. Our nervous system is there to make us feel like things are unsafe, you know, back from the dim dark ages. <laughs> when things happen, we think I'm unsafe, that flight, fright, flight, fright, you know, freeze thing. But it's actually being able to go, well, actually, if that happens, I'm still safe. I'm still okay. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah, that's going to be really uncomfortable. But can I deal with that? I can totally handle that. You know, deciding what we can handle, deciding that it's just discomfort. I'm still safe. I'm still okay. My needs are still met. If that happens, it won't be very nice. Sure, it's uncomfortable, but I can deal with that. I can hold that and I'm going after it anyway. And that's just really acknowledging, holding the space for it, neutralizing and just continuing on with where we want to go. And often, like you say, there's reasons it comes up and there's things we learn through that questioning and thinking about it, there's things we learn, but if you just ignore it, it's not going to help and it will just keep popping up and you'll be, like, getting really anxious about why these fears here, like, go away, go, you, you're ruining, you're cramping my style. <laughs> but once we deal with them, it's like, yeah, I'm good and I can feel really good about my desire again and they just sink back down. 
Exactly. And the other thing I'm going to wrap it up, like kind of going off with what you're saying is um, the universe will never give you something you cannot handle. You can always handle it. And if you've noticed, like, if you just kind of look back in through your life of like all the difficult situations you've been through, take one situation and say, well, had this given, had this shown up in my life five years before, would I have been able to handle it? And it's probably not. Because the universe like knew that that situation you would have not been handled then, so showcasing it at that moment in time because you've done all this like healing and growth to get to that point of who you are that you are able to handle it. So no matter what situation that you are in, if you are like struggling with that like inner strength, know that you got it and know that your needs are met. Back to what Amber was saying. Uh, sorry, my God, Rose. <laughs> Wow, words. Um, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to wrap it up because I know for like IG the um to upload, it's like one hour limits. So to wrap it up, Rose, do you want to explain um a little bit about what you do and what you're offering? Sure. So I am business coach. Um, I help female entrepreneurs get to six figures with alignment and ease. All about tuning into all these things we're talking about trying different things, mentioning different strategies, feeling into that, getting just ease and make things feel so simple. When things feel great, everything's a hell yes. Everything feels easier, taking away the hard things, reframing and reworking things to make, find that alignment where everything does feel easy and simple and your business can feel amazing and easy and simple. Um, all of the kind of things we've been talking about today to work through and, yeah, working with women in that. And I also, I was a bookkeeper not long ago and I, moved into the coaching space um, because I was everyone I was helping. I was also giving business advice and things. So I'm also really passionate about the money side and money management and money mindset and manifesting triggers and all those things. Um, and I help ladies move through all of that stuff. I love it. I love it. And a little bit about myself. So like I am a life and spiritual coach and my focus is on spiritual growth and a lot of inner healing, uh, like kind of deconditioning, limiting beliefs. And I do that through a various like platforms, um, like well, various containers. So there is like the one to one coaching, but I also do it through human design readings and intuitive card readings as well, which is if you're not sure what that means. Uh, tar tarot card readings is another way to say it. I just like using the word intuitive because I use my intuition to read what the cards say. And so for me, like, it's very much like very general, but still a lot of inner healing and using your inner intuition to guiding you and what is guiding you to making your next steps of like your dreams and your desires that you want in life. And so that is what I offer. And I just want to say, Rose, I just love this conversation. I love that we brought up so many different topics that we got to talk about in terms of like entrepreneurial and coaching industry. And I think that these are topics that are like very like important to have conversations about and that like more and more people in the entrepreneurial and coaching industry should have these conversations because there is a giant shift happening in the industry, especially the coaching industry right now. There is a huge shift and you are seeing, you know, like the old paradigm, the people were in the middle and then the new paradigm. And it's just like, it's like almost like chaotic at the same time. <laughs> but we're 
important to have these conversations. It's important to, you know, bring up these topics and so that we can talk about them, talk about them from a place of love and kindness and compassion. So thank you for for doing this with me. This was like so much fun. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, such powerful conversations. And if anyone has more questions, wants to chat more with us on any of these topics, because we've moved fast and touched so many things, like feel free to jump in our DMs and have a chat. And yeah, it's just really important things to get talking about, to get out there and to bring in this new paradigm of these empowered, wealthy women. Exactly. Oh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much and have a wonderful day or evening whenever you are watching this. <laughs> so much fun. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me. If you loved today's episode as much as I did, it would mean the world if you take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag me at roseamber underscore bizcoach, B-I-Z, bizcoach. And then we can get so many more women finding this podcast and we can help more women in their uprising and finding their true alignment, time and financial freedom. And of course, then I get to share you with my audience as well. And we all get to help each other grow, which is what it's all about. I will talk to you next week.